is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bram. I love Christmas movies in general. Made for TV. Sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. Yeah. I despise made for TV Christmas movies in general. I'm Alonzo, and I can take or leave made-for-TV Christmas movies in general, and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Oh, yes! Boy. It feels good. It feels good. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. Yes. Um, Monday is the new fun day. That's what I'm hearing. Monday. So it's no longer Sunday. <laughs> it's fun no day. longer Sunday. Sunday. Just, just take get out of here. Take the day off. On just Monday. take the day off. Speaking of take the day off, you can find that podcast wherever you listen. I love that program. Right. I love yeah. that show. Another week, another uh, batch, if you will, That's right. of Deck the Hallmark goodness, goodies, That's right. if you will. Our second week with Alonzo Duraldi as our, our third chair. Reviews were good. They were positive from last week, Alonzo. Any negatives was really just brand, and there's nothing we can I do about not, that. No, it was not me. It was not me. I heard Panda doing some sniffling. Yeah, Panda was upset. Yeah. Very upset. But Alonzo, are you happy to be back, or are you ready to hang it oh. out? No, no, I'm delighted. I, look, I heard that the show is so good that Garfield likes Mondays now. Wow. So, Unbelievable. Man. I love Garfield. That in line with Garfield, we've been trying to go on the show for years. It's, it's a no-go. He's tough. He's, He's tough. He's, he, yeah. requ- he, re- he requires the lasagna, He's a and diva. we're not having No, we can't make a lasagna. Uh, Liability. Do you, you've seen um, uh, Garfield Christmas, yeah? Back in the day? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you have to remember, my back in the day is not the same That's as your true. back That's in the day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think at some point I've caught up with it, but I, I don't. I don't hold the the animated Garfield to my bosom the way that you millennials do. Brand loves Garfield. He can't stop talking about Garfield Christmas. I love Garfield <laughs> Christmas. It's absurd. I love it. It is actually tattooed on my bosom. So <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird bosom tattoo. It's a weird bosom There's tat. No way around it. It's a weird. Bo- uh, what's your bosom tat? I don't know. His back in the day is somewhere between ours and Pandas. That's yeah. what I do. Know. Like if, we're, if you want a timeline for the the back in the days, that's, that's it. How is you int- do that. interesting that the average days of the podcast went down. <laughs> that's right. A lot. It's crazy. So it's great. It's great. Um, We are doing 12 dates of Christmas today. Not to be confused Um, with 12 men of Christmas on the 12th date of Christmas or 12 dates of Christmas. Just 12 or on the 12th. This is 12 dates of Christmas. This is 12 dates of Christmas. So don't be confused. Not to be confused with that reality show that was on HBO Max, which I think is also called the 12 dates. Did you uh, peruse that? I watched like 15 minutes. I was like, (laughs) nope. I'm out. Wow. Yeah, that's all I need to know. <laughs> um, man, it, it lots of 12 dates of Christmas. Yeah. Um, what, what is there more of movies that have the 12 days of Christmas in some way in the title or movies that do the, uh, the groundhog day the time loop bit. Ooh, it's gotta be the, the groundhog day loop. Bit. I think so. are you a groundhog day fan, Alonzo? I am actually. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, and I hear there are things about it that don't hold up. But no. uh, for a while there, I remember saying that uh, if if there are two movies that sort of shaped my philosophy and worldview, it's Groundhog Day and Defending Your Life. Okay. Um, so you know, these are the movies that I try to sort of live by. Uh, wow. All right. Wow. Live every I can't day believe like a movie a movie from the early '90s. There's things that don't hold up. I don't. That's wild. I can't believe that Shocking, for a second. Right? No. Yeah. Like this a, movie from 2012 is airtight. Uh, it's 2011, <laughs> actually. I, I misspoke when I told you it was 2012. How dare you. Uh, it's December 11th, uh, 2011, on ABC Family. That's the one. Now Freeform. Um, and it went a little something like this. Kate, 
Um, big time business gal. I don't know, but she she does have a job, um, and she is desiring to get back together with her ex Jack over the holidays. It's Christmas Eve. She's uh, leaving her office Christmas party, and she has a blind date coming up that she agreed to go on um, on Christmas Eve. So whatever you know. Um, so she's hoping though to just get that over with, and then she can go back to her place, meet up with Jack. You know, really throw things out there, see what sticks. We'll see what happens. Um, she's at the mall shopping for a for a hot new outfit, um, and a girl sprays perfume in her face, causing her to pass out. She wakes up, and she's like, "It must be low blood pressure." She goes on her way. She goes on the blind date. His name is Miles. Um, he seems swell, um, but it doesn't go very long because she gets a call a few minutes into the date. It's Jack. She says, I got to go. And Miles is like, see ya. Um, Jack shows up at her place and she's, and he's like, Hey, uh, can you watch the dog uh, while I go and spend Christmas with my girlfriend? And, uh, she's like, well, okay, this didn't go well. Um, goes to her dad's house. She's sad. She falls asleep. At 11.59, the TV turns on. It's like QVC selling a partridge and a pear tree necklace. The clock strikes midnight, and she wakes up um, on the floor of the mall again, where she was the day before, and she assumes it's all a dream. So she's going to act exactly how she would want to act if she knew that she was living in a dream. She goes, and uh, she's a real jerk to Miles, and she finds out that uh, he has a wife, dead by the way we'll get to that um she leaves to meet jack and she is really wants to put herself out there and say hey i want to get back together but then she finds out that he's going to propose and so she goes to bed once again quite sad midnight comes same bit wakes up in the mall she goes to a doctor the doctor says it's nothing here's some uh sleeping pills make you go through the night and she decides that she's just gonna uh get jack to uh, to to make it all uh and uh, she thinks if I can get Jack to fall back in love with me, get back together with him, all this will end. So she shows up early to the bar, meets with Miles, who doesn't know that she's the blind date that she's supposed to go on. Um, he shares about how his wife passed away. She starts to feel bad about, you know, what how upset she was about the wife situation. Um, sparks begin to fly with the two of them, but she ends up skipping out on the real date to go find Jack again. And she makes fruitcake with her neighbor. Uh, she takes the meds and uh, wakes up once again in the mall. She goes to find Jack. Uh, he's picking out the engagement ring. She's gonna she's gonna be like, hey, uh, you shouldn't do this. But then she ends up saying, like, you know what? He's really in love with her. I gotta move on. I'm gonna go do this thing. Um, she has a fun night with some random girl. Goes on a walk with Miles. Um, but Miles overhears her say the line, I just want this night to end. Miles gets sad. He leaves. Um, the next day, Wakes up again in the mall, really goes for it with Miles. They have a wonderful time um, and just really wants this to continue, but it can't because it's midnight and let's do it all again. She wakes up. I'm going to decide to treat yourself. 
Uh, she goes, she gets a tattoo. She gets some new hair. She starts wild, having wild fun. Um, the next day, she spends another amazing night with Miles skating and whatnot. Um, finds out that he helps out with these kids um, from a group home with hockey and all this stuff. Um, still can't stop that groundhog, though. Um, wakes up again the next morning in the mall. Uh, she goes to give Jack her blessing at the ring store to, hey, you should get married to this person. I think I'm moving on. Um, they end up going to get coffee. And that night, she's with Miles having a wonderful time at dinner. And she realizes Jack didn't buy the ring. I got to go make sure that he proposes to her because they belong to it with each other. And so she shows up and he's like, I already proposed to her. So thanks for this. Um, the next day, once again, all happening over again. Um, and she's just, again, she's sad. She's alone. Tenth day happens and she spots this kid who was uh, apparently missing from the group home. They didn't know where he went. Um, and so she just kind of chases after him and uh, uh, he goes running. And the next day she's ready. So she follows him, discovers that he has this uh, dog. And she's like, uh, I'm going to make the dog a service animal. And so, great. So it's the 12th day of Christmas Eve. And um, she does everything that she could possibly want. She has this amazing day with Miles. She invites all of her new friends, her old friends, the kids from the home, over to her parents' house for Christmas. They have a wonderful night together, and they walk outside. They're having this moment, and he's just like, I feel like I've known you forever. They end up kissing. The clock strikes midnight. She stays right there. And that, my friends, was 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was. We exactly right. did it. We did do it. We did do it. I'm talking about. Uh, I can't wait to break this one down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a quick break first. We'll come back. We'll talk about the hot takes, share our feelings. We'll really get in touch with our feelings, if you don't mind. Uh, we'll do that after this break here on Deck the Hallmark. We're back. We're back. 12 dates of Christmas. ABC Family. Dan, is this your first venture into ABC Family Christmas? We watched the one where same time next Christmas where they show the two families. That was just ABC. Oh, that wasn't ABC Family. ABC proper. Yeah, no, this is my first ABC Family. I hear a lot about the the globe. The The snow snow globe. globe. Yeah. Christina Milian. But no, this is my first foray into ABC Um, Family. Hitch for the holidays? ABC Family, Alonzo? Uh, hmm. Holiday in handcuffs. No, that was Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, 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 Spirit of Christmas, uh-huh. Ghosted, whatever. That yeah. was ABC Family. Yeah. Or Freeform, I guess. I like that one a lot. Yeah, they had mm. some They, they had some, some goodies. You say so. Um, Zach Morris in this one. Now they, they've there. more, they've gone away from the originals, and now they just like count Toy Story as a Christmas movie. That's what ABC <laughs> Family does now. So good, good fun for them. Uh, let's talk about how we feel in this movie, The Hot Take. It's where we share our feelings. We tell exactly how we feel. We don't hold back. Alonzo, 12 Dates of Christmas. What's your what's what's your deal? I find this movie really charming, and I think that you know they they have bitten off a lot, as you might have guessed from that plot synopsis. Like it gets pretty involved, and there's you know they have to sort of lean into the whole Groundhog Day, you know, Happy Death Day. Like we were doing this over and over again. She's going to walk by the same people, and she's going to figure out how they all like you know fit together in this puzzle that they're creating. Um, if Dan and I ever do the 15 hour Berlin Alexander Platz on a film and a movie, I want Brand to come in and do the synopsis because that was just breathtaking. 
but yeah, I think this is really charming. I think Amy Smart and and uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar make it a, a, a good couple. They have chemistry. Um, it's a movie that allows the lead character to be kind of a jerk and to grow, which I think a lot of times, certainly with the Hallmark movies, that's they're a little afraid of that. So yeah, I, I think this is, um, you know, this is top tier this kind of movie. Mm, top tier this kind of movie yeah. put that on the dvd box <laughs> jupiter ascending wishes yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i mean i thought this was a blast um mark paul i mean what is not to love zach morris what is, what is not to love about him um and yeah i i thought that they were they worked really well together i mean i i I have some thoughts, um, like things that I would prefer. Like I would have preferred her to get over Jack sooner. Like it felt like it took a while for Mark Paul to to get a lot of screen time. Yeah, like, there was a lot of Benjamin Ayers in this movie early on. Um, Not that we don't love no, Benjamin. No, I love you, pal. I mean, come on. Um, so you know that. Um, I mean, I got some questions about you know logistically that how the days work and. But whatever. It's great. Um, so much fun. And uh, I'm happy that I got to watch it with, with Dan in February. It really made my, my Christmas uh, my Christmas meter just rise. I'm full of Christmas cheer right now. Well, here's the thing. It's what scale do you want me to grade this movie on? Because I think Hallmark wishes they could make a movie like this uh, that's goofy and dumb but still has the, the tug of the heartstrings and you still pull for the main characters. I've never seen a time loop movie where the lead cares less about the one central bit of she knows things that everyone else doesn't know. Like in every other time loop, it's this kind of thing where they're like, I'm playing my cards close to the vest. Since I know these things, I can alter, you know, how this scene plays out. She just rolls up in every scene in this movie is like, oh, how's Nancy doing? How's such and such? And everybody's just like, how do you know that? And then they get over it and move on. And so I felt like half of the the gambit here was wasted on the fact that she doesn't play around. They only have 90 minutes. They can't let her, you know, you know, hold her cards close in and manipulate the scene. She just goes in and she's like, hey, Miles, how's it going? Yeah, I know your, your wife died. Bing, 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 bang. You know, and it just moves on. Um, and so that was like, that was unfortunate. Uh, he, she doesn't spend a lot of time like trying to necessarily woo Zach Morris. He just, he's kind of a stand in for most of the movie. Having said that, I'm a sucker for a time travel movie and a time loop movie. Those are movies that I can watch. Those are kind of like my Hallmark movies. Courtroom dramas, in, doesn't matter. So Sorkin, Few Good Men, just put it on a loop. Time travel movies, bring it. Even if they're terrible, bring it. Amy Smart is in, and we'll get to this in the way what, she's in the butterfly effect. She's a lead in the butterfly effect, which <laughs> which takes uh, the look at fate a little different, uh, at least early on, than this movie does. Um, so, yeah, if it was a Hallmark movie, it have probably landed in my top five for Christmas. But as an ABC, as, as a movie in general, sure, why not? Sure, let's. It, it's, a, it's this for me. It's kind of in the middle. That's also on the DVD cover. Just, <laughs> it's just you with this like, going me. like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. It mm. is a movie. Jupiter sending also wishes <laughs> yeah. that was my review. <laughs> um, it's time for all the feels. It's if you don't know this, Alonzo's quote is on the Blu-ray box of Jupiter ascending. He liked the movie. I stand by it. His quote is on the, if you go and buy the Blu-ray of Jupiter Ascending, where, and Eddie, you should. where Eddie Redmayne acts everyone into a nub, he, he, the, his quote is on the back of that box. Alonzo? I stand by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, I have a question. You make fun of me. Um, you know, I imagine you've had some like when the the trailers pop up or the commercials on a TV and they throw up some like wonderful with no context from the blend. Has has anyone ever taken um a quote from an article, a review you've done? And it's you. It's not a favorable review, but you, they take like a word like "wonderful" and they say you said it. Funny you should ask. Oh, that yes. happened one time. Um, there was a when I was an editor at the Advocate, which is the you know national uh, LGBT magazine. Uh, I reviewed this. I thought terrible gay indie movie. And um, the one nice thing I said about it was like the, you know, the uh, charming portrayal by such and such as like the, 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 the waiter or something. <laughs> and so a couple months later, that movie comes out on DVD. And they have this sheet of the the press release, and like it starts with like a, like a, like a full review, practically people raving about it, and then it gets sort of short. Like here's a paragraph, and here's a sentence, and the very last one is just like charming. Alonso Duralde. I was like, oh, oh come on. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that. I, that. I love that. Uh, let's get to all the feels. That gave me feels right there. Uh, let's get to all the feels. Part of the show, we talk about what in this particular movie gave us those feels. Alonzo? I have to say the moments where she kind of stops and takes a breath and connects first with the neighbor lady uh, and then later with the stepmother who she's always been kind of standoffish to because she misses her mom and she has a clearly resentful that her father is like moved on and, and found love again in his life. And I think, you know, I could relate to that. I think there's always people in our lives where we're always too busy or we can't deal with their stuff right now. And and you just wish you could every so often, like, just kind of sit with them and listen to them and take in what they're going through and be there for them. And and I think this movie, for all of its frenzied running around, like Dan says, there's a lot to pack into, you know, 87 minutes or whatever. I think she gets these moments where it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stop and we're going to have a chat and I'm going to help you cook or I'm going to tell you what you mean to me or whatever. And and those those parts landed for me. Um, I, One, uh, a couple of things. One, I thought um, Brendan, Brendan, is that his name? Ayers? Benjamin Ayers. Benjamin. We literally interviewed him. You did yeah, I know. I was Instagram. like, Brendan, that's not his name at all. Brendan, I got Brendan Penny on the mind, unfortunately. Yeah. He's, always, uh, he's always on the mind. Yeah. Uh, oh, Benny Boy, uh, great cottage, right? Yeah. Mm. Amazing cottage. Want that cottage all day long. Um, and I, I, I found the character in the bar, the guy who looks like the lead mm-hmm. singer of Death Cab for Cutie. I thought <laughs> he was just uh, very a very interesting part of this movie that like not essential at all but i was very found as a very invested in him and like what his deal was you mean the creeper that literally stays at the bar all day yeah, for a blind yeah. date and never shows up and i'm yeah. i'm just happy we got some closure i'm happy that he found someone and so when they, the girl finally walks in not the original girl that was phyllis so phyllis but the other girl i I was happy for him. He fi- it finally happened. It only took twelve days of Christmas to make it happen, and so and okay. a makeover montage. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. And I, who doesn't love that? Yeah. To echo, well, my feels was the fact that they threw in Zewatanehu in this movie straight out of Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> like unearned to the nth degree. They didn't earn it, but this old guy meets this old lady, and they're going to go together. What's his favorite place in Mexico? That's right, the place where Red and Andy Dufresne meet up out of Shawshank Redemption. It's not been uttered in a movie. Uh, but they did that. That was fun. Totally unearned. But also to Alonzo's point, 
uh, the time loop movies that like Palm Springs, which came out last year, which I really loved mm. on Hulu, like uh, most of the time loop movies take a while for people to digest their despair. So it's like, like Bill Murray, like kills himself, like over and over again in Groundhog Day before he finally moves on and stops, stops being so selfish. And then a- Andy Samberg's character is caught for what amounts to be years just being like life's meaningless. Either this movie takes place where she has not realized that yet, or she just skips over in about six hours. And I love the fact that we, it's a Christmas movie. We don't have time for this. Get sad, get over it, move on. Let's go. I appreciated the fact, because I was like, all right, I know how this 12 thing is good. The first three days, she's just going to be miserable for three days. And she wasn't miserable. She had a plan from the get-go uh, and just and just rolls with it. And so I appreciated that about the movie. And then I like the Shawshank reference. Those are mine. I think it would take me a few days to realize it was happening. Uh, you know, yeah. my, 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 my days take, you know, I go to the office, probably watch a Hallmark movie, and it was just going to happen every day. <laughs> and I'm going to realize. Day 16, you're like, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to get to what I hope, think is Wing Wednesday, and it's not Wing Wednesday. And I'm going to be like, oh. There's a place in town that does on uh, Wednesdays. They have a wing special. We yeah. pick up wings every Wednesday, Alonso. Nobody knows this uh. but us. And they do, it's uh, five wings, fries, and a drink for $5. And we get five orders of that. <laughs> so that's the day you want to repeat. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be a good repeat that's day. Right. And they have, um, a, like, I don't know, over 130, 130 flavors. flavors. So we try different flavors Ooh, every week. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. I, I love that Dan thinks that, that a, a real place in a non-fictional country has to be a reference to the Shawshank Redemption. Where else would it be a reference to? It's a real place. I know it's, it's a, a real place, place Alonzo, but when's the last time in a movie you've heard Zewatanehu? Well, look, uh, Hunter Thompson talks about it. And there are other things that could be a reference to that isn't the freaking Shawshank Redemption. It, this is a reference to Shawshank Redemption. I guarantee it. Uh, I guarantee. As, as, do you honestly as, think it's not? Do you honestly think it's not a reference? To I, I think it doesn't have to be. It I think is. it's like if it's, it's like if you mention Narnia or Oz or yeah. like something that's fictional, then obviously it's a reference to a thing. It's a real place. Yeah, it's a real place that is only people know here because of Shawshank Redemption. Oh, get I'm not, out of South I'm not, Carolina. I'm not I trying you. to sell Mexico short in any way, shape, or form. It's an American movie that mentions um, Watanayu. What do we want? Here hey, come can, the letters. You can catch more of this from on a film and a movie. <laughs> um, good stuff, guys. Kristen Stewart also. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I'm, <just, laughs> I'm going to make a list. <laughs> um... It's time for the wait what. First, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do the wait what's. We'll have a lovely time. I think we're going to have a lovely time. We're going to put this whole Shawshank thing behind us, and we're going to have a lovely time <laughs> never, never. talking about the wait what's of this movie here on Deck the Homework. We're back. That's good. That's good. Went out that great. time. Went out that time. It's time for the wait what. Uh, we're talking 12 dates of Christmas. We're wait what in it. Um, it's where we talk about one of the movie minutes go wait what. Alonzo. Uh, I want to start with the dog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In the early days of the loop, she has to get the dog yeah. from Jack, yep. the ex fiance. And then after a while, the dog's <laughs> just there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that, that I just found a little baffling and was sort of like one of the few things I could say, like, all right, y'all are not even following your own internal logic. Well, here. they don't because she would have had to leave her date to meet to get the dog. Exactly. And, yeah. and she just stops doing it after two day, two days. Yeah. It there just are some days happen. where just she doesn't. Appears. There are some days where she doesn't even see him. No, but yeah. she, she does get the, the dog. dog. Yeah. 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 
So baffling. Uh, uh, did you notice the gift that she gets during the Secret Santa at the very beginning? It's not just a Nicholas Sparks novel. It is a large print yeah. Nicholas Sparks novel. <laughs> that thing's massive. Which is a thing you give to, like, you know, your 80-year-old grandmother so she doesn't have to put her, like, you know, trifocals on. And I was like, it was really big. I didn't know. What kind that. of gift is that? What's the mm. deal? Um, why is the foster kid her problem? Like, you know, that, suddenly that becomes this issue that she has to solve. She wants to get out of this loop. Rand's got a different take on the foster kid, and he and it's more about the dog that's that's uh, oh, invested yeah. there. I'll, I'll let you have that one. But uh, the foster kid, by the way, played by Stephen James, who would go on to be the star of If Beale Street Could Talk. So very oh, yeah. cool to see him in this. Um, and then Mrs. Frumpkin, I have a lot of questions. Like, her apartment is gigantic, for Massive. one thing. Yep. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, the uh, Amy Smart compliments her art, which is terrible, but that's par for the course. <laughs> these movies. And the movie presents her as somebody who is sort of like by herself and alone, but clearly has led this really rich life and has a refrigerator covered in Christmas cards. <laughs> so is she alone? Is she not alone? I, I, I was a little thrown there, but I, I think who are all the fruitcakes for? Yeah, the chip cherry bread. There's a lot <laughs> of chip cherry that. cake coming around. Who like, are the cherry chip loaves for? That's right. Also Have you ever had a cherry chip loaf before, Alonzo? I've never even heard of it before this. I haven't, and I'm a little dubious, although I know uh, one... one uh, Double Decker said uh, when we mentioned this was the show we were going to talk about that because of this movie she makes them every year now. So wow. I'm, ass- cherry I'm assuming chip. what's a cherry, cherry chip? What is cherry? It? Ch- it's cherry chocolate chip. Okay, cherry chip for short. Oh, okay. Now you're back on board. Brain's back on board. Oh, I just sure, saw him. He's back on board. Yep. Uh, and then the last one is you know. I understand these movies were made in Canada, and you know that's we just kind of take that part of the course. But if you're going to give uh, a, a featured player the line "You passed out," and you're going to cast a Canadian who doesn't know how to pronounce <laughs> "out" the way we do south of the 49th parallel. That's right. That's going to clang a yeah. little. Yeah, you passed out. Oh. Yeah. You passed out. <laughs> oh, I love the Canadians, man. I love. They always sneak in. Just a little <laughs> bit of a little a little out here. Whether it's an O U R or an oot uh, or a boat, it. yeah. Um, solar. Sorry. One, yep, sorry. One way. What for me was I. I'm still a little foggy on the details of what this guy was is doing, but there's a guy who's decorating with Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. Now yeah. I understand he does something for his girlfriend to show yeah, they, they but why is he stars. waiting until christmas eve for it's it? a lot of work I, I i didn't understand it at all and he is easily getting tangled up in those lights yes and very just, very easily man um it's new york city let's not forget that's right, that's yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> um okay there she works at a place who has their office Christmas party <laughs> on Christmas Eve morning? Yeah. <laughs> well, you work in hell. Ooh. Gosh, man, that sounds that awful. That is awful. I'm so sorry if that's someone's reality. Can you imagine being required to come to work for that? Like no. everybody else is home on Christmas Eve and you're like, I got this work thing. It's in the morning. Is it? Yeah, technically it's a party. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Santa. <laughs> that large print book. Gotta go. Um, I want to know, uh, what's the deal? Like, it's a bold move, Mark Paul, to order a beer yeah. for a date, for a blind date. It was a bold move. It's also a bold move by the 12th day. She's in. She's in. I, did she explore the world of loggers throughout the movie that we just didn't see? I think she finally decides to try something at okay. the point. However, I think what's bold about that is 
It's bold to order a, a beer for your date you've never met, but it's even bolder to say when she sits down, no, 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 you drink that. <laughs> because that's pretty much what he did. She sits down and he's like, she's like, I'm not a beer girl. Uh, and before she, he's like, just try it. Try it anyway. Like, you're not getting off to a great start there is all I'm saying. He's a mansplaining beer. It would have been great yeah. if by the end, we you know, she sits down and she's going to be open to new things and she's a whole new lady if she'd taken a sip and just gone. <laughs> yeah, spit yeah. it out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that she, was happening. She but. sipped it like she's done it throughout the yeah. movie like oh yeah this is <laughs> and then his, also and i didn't even write this down he's like it's not a it's a lager right. <laughs> like like somehow that you know Makes lager that fancy beer you've never heard of that's literally every american beer <laughs> yeah. oh it's a it's a lager well that changes no, 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 everything no. let's go yeah. this has hops <laughs> in it <laughs> um town my last thing is a few things but it all involves the hockey team yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The first thing involving the hockey team is there's a snack bar in the locker room. Yeah, very confusing. Didn't understand that. <laughs> it's a co-ed locker it's a, room it's with a, a co-ed snack bar. snack bar situation. Yeah. Now, uh, Dan, you did point out it could be like an ice skating rink where, where they, they have, have the lockers, lockers and the benches out but there. Th- it's the hockey team. Yeah. I don't know. They usually, I don't know. Yeah. It was an odd, an odd bit. Um, she, when she first comes to check out the hockey team mm-hmm. to see him, and like finds out that he does this it is kind of implied that the other times he was not he was choosing not to be with the boys on christmas eve to go yeah. on the date remember this yeah yeah, yes. yeah, yeah yeah he cut like there's this conversation that takes place the way i understood where, it where uh go ahead i thought what? he came to the date from the hockey yeah but but in and so when she finally says what do you want to do that's when she goes to the hockey rink. So she says, what do you want to do? Well, the way I understood it was when they were meeting at Nick's, the bar, he was finishing up, and uh-huh. then he was walking to the date. He got a shower. He went to the date straight from the hockey. Whereas when she says, what do you want to do? He says, why don't you meet me at the hockey rink? And we'll go ice. Like she, He knows he's going to take her ice skating. That's how I understood it. So the timeline still works. Okay. Um, but but it, it was a weird bit. That she says, what do you want to do? Anything in the world. And he says, I want you to come to the end of my hockey practice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a stretch. But the, everything else about that timeline worked for me. Okay. Fair? Um, my last thing about it is the the, the, the boy the, that goes yeah. missing and the dog. So on day 11, 11 right. she successfully finds the boy you know, puts in an application to become a service dog. That's right. He gets and to like, keep the dog at the home. He gets to keep the dog at the, the home for resets. that night. And then the day resets. So at some point on day 12, she had to do all of that again. That's right. She also had to reintroduce herself to the entire hockey team without him knowing. That's right. Because he walks yeah. in and he says, how'd you know you had to get the boys? <laughs> Somehow in her full day of all the things she's doing, the, the, the makeover that happens with the death cab guy, all of that is happening. And she's also doing all of those things as well. That was the one time where yeah. I was like, I yeah, don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I can buy all of it. I don't know if I'm buying yeah. that. No, it's a memento. She just hops right up and she's got a list to go. Uh, Let's go. Check, check, check. She's got a tape recorder. She's playing all of her stuff. Uh, Dana? A very different movie. I just want to make sure I understand this. The central conceit of this or the lesson is you can change anything except for fate. 
Um, and I just want to break that down. If you change something, <laughs> there's a good chance that other things are going to change. No butterfly effect intended. Like, for instance, for him to say, for Mark Paul Gossler to say, you can change anything you want, but you can't change fate. And she thinks... Like, look, if she went and murdered Nancy, <laughs> fate has changed, brother. I've got news for you. If you go and murder that Joker's girlfriend, he is no longer marrying her. And that was fate. And so that I was don't, day 13. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how they could possibly say, change anything you want, but you're never going to mess with fate. I, I just don't. I did that. That that got me. Um, what did the doctor prescribe her after day two? Um, where he says, and I quote, take two of these and you will wake up tomorrow morning. I guarantee it. Um, I'm a little concerned about the type of medicine or animal tranquilizer that this guy's <laughs> passing along to make sure it knocks her out of what he believes is her psychosis. Okay. He believes it's a mental problem and he guarantees he can fix it with a prescription. That there is something shady going on there. I don't know if I want to know about it or not. It's like he's done it before. Modern medicine. Modern medicine. That's right. In, in 2011, this will do it. That's right. This is pre-Obamacare. I mean, who knows, who knows what she's getting there? Uh, she doesn't know what a spatula is. <laughs> I, guys, I, I, this is true. You know this. Alonzo probably does this. I did not know how to preheat an oven until after, <laughs> until after I got out of college. I'm in I'm in a house with two other bros and we're 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 uh I'm working two of them are still in college we're in a house and they're like you know those uh uh Totino's uh pizza rolls taste better out of the oven I'm like sweet what do we do from here <laughs> uh I didn't know I didn't know how to preheat an oven now I've learned some things along the way some basic culinary etiquette and art but even though I didn't know how to preheat an oven, I know what a spatula is. There's not you saw a world. UHF. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Spatula City. You got to go down to Spatula City. You. Everyone knows what a spatula is. That is inexcusable. You, as a grown person, you know what a spatula is. And also her leap from not knowing spatula to being Martha freaking all Stewart the by the end of the movie is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> No maybe, maybe y'all should keep a running list. Last week, yeah. you couldn't believe an adult didn't know what a white elephant was. That's right. This week, it's a spatula. There's always going to be And I got to be honest, in comparison to spatula, white elephant's nothing. Like a spatula? <laughs> like on. a spatula. Let's get, let's get it together. Um, this is not a wait what as much as it is just the actual hard-hitting philosophical advice of this movie when uh, Marjean, or whatever her name is, says, reputations are just history in rumor form. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's, I love that. That's good stuff. I mean, it, it. yeah, you're a part of creating your own reputation, but you can also change it. That's. I mean, we're just preaching over here. Just want to point out, Midnight Mass started early. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how we got away with that one, but we're like two carols in a prayer deep, and the clock strikes midnight. That's quite a Catholic church we're going to there. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, that was a little early bird midnight mass. This eleven fifty show up situation is what that For was. Seniors. I don't Even know. that priest was like, "Let's just guess, what are we There's, doing here?" I just can't believe that that happened. So um, late, I'm sleepy. Uh, th uh, who cares if Jack is not going to propose? Like, why is that her problem? She thinks like that changes fate, and that means the day is over. She doesn't know, like, she, that's such a stretch for her to waste a day 
and drive all the way out to the cottage because I mean I, I just I don't get it. I understand. Can I add, can sense. I let me ask you this though? Like what ultimately stopped the loop? Like if she didn't run out to to get with Jack, the only thing, and like she spent an amazing night. Like what? What was it? Was the, it the twelve? Like did she have to do the twelve days? The only what? thing. Go ahead, Alonzo. Well, no, she has she has two days where she does seem to nail it. You know, yeah. where she's like doing the right thing and she winds up with Miles. But I think clearly we have to like she has to completely sort of overhaul her sense of her friendships, her family relationships. Like just to you know, to Google the emotional labor of women, y'all. But like she is until she fixes everybody else's life and her own, right. she cannot move. Yeah, it ultimately comes down to the orphan. Totally like fair. she, she never once. <laughs> yeah, once he the, I, the, the the puppy was saved. The way I took it was is that she had to learn that fate was what she made it. Like clearly, like the fate changed by her falling in love with this guy. You know, or you could say that was the fate all alone. But the, the way I understood it was she had to take risks. She had to take. She had to let go of some control, and fate had changed. Take and a chance. She had to do all of that other woman stuff that Alonzo talked about as well. <laughs> uh, that apparently, you know, she, it is weird. She fix has to fix everybody else and then herself. Uh, take that a was, chance. Make a change. Break, break away. away. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that, I, I do. I, I also want to point out the last one. I want to point out. Do what it takes. <laughs> Man, if you, Wind Calls the Heart really brought that yeah. song back t- for me. Thank goodness. We don't have enough Kelly Clarkson on every contemporary pop radio <laughs> station that doesn't play just the hits. Uh, all right, I got one more. The hockey player who comes over and talks about how much they love uh, Coach Miles, and then he says completely unironically, if you hurt him, we'll kill you. <laughs> and I, like, I just wish there was a little bit of a wink or something for her to know that her life is not being threatened because he doesn't, he doesn't go Marry like, if you hurt him, we'll have to kill you. He's like, if you hurt him, we'll kill you. And walks off. <laughs> like, just right here. I need both eyeballs right here. You hurt him. We're going to murder you. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, that was a little It's called committing to the bit. That's there. right. It is more than committing to the bit. There's no doubt about that. That's no. what I got. Uh, it's time for What the Hallmark is a part of the show where we uh, wonder what could have been, maybe happen, give some clarity to any questions that we still have. Alonzo? Uh, again, Marjane, I think, is this movie's hidden treasure. She has a past. She clearly, I think, is going to have a future now with the uh, the department store security guy. Uh, but I, she just seems to be somebody who's led a very rich life, and I want to know all about it. Yeah, fair enough. There are, I believe, two days during these 12 where we don't see even a lick or hear a lick from Mark Paul. Yep. Well, what what happened happened to him on those days? Showed Uh, up, no date, went home. There's one day where she doesn't call or anything, and he ends up going over to her dad. That's a weird one. But, like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't do that every time. So the days, yeah. How does Maybe it he and Death Cab Guy like you know go have adventures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd watch that. Oh yeah, I'd for watch sure. it all day long. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I got two. One curry in a hurry. I need to know about that takeout restaurant. <laughs> I don't know if I want my curry in a hurry. I'd like it uh, to be good. And then second of all, where did my relationship go wrong with my parents to where they don't come over to my house at adult as an adult and just clean up for me? <laughs> I don't. I just. I, I don't. That thing didn't make any sense to me basically she decides to just like meet this new girl they just drink all day eat donuts all over the floor and then the the dad just is like we'll clean up your entire house 
uh, s- sweetie. They really uh, want her to yeah. end up with Mark Paul. Yeah, no kidding. Man, mm-hmm. that's a that's a bonkers one. Those are my two. That's what I, I love it. I yeah. love it. We did it, everybody. Yeah, we, we did, did it. it. Yay. Um, we, uh, this has just been so much fun. We're going to be back tomorrow with Beverly Hills Wedding. Mm, Beverly Hills Ninja following week, maybe? Yeah, Chris maybe. Following. We'll <laughs> see. Beverly Hills Wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alonzo, did you watch all the winter movies? Uh, I watched uh, the the Trevor Donovan ski movie. Uh-huh. I watched the uh, Luke McFarlane hockey one. The, the Luke McFarlane hockey one. And, and that was kind of it. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. But yeah, I, I, I'm hearing the uh, Jen Lilly one in the on the chat. Not, people were not loving it, so I'm wasn't just the thinking. chat, Alonzo. I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, next week on next Monday, yeah. we got the Christmas Cupid, 2010, 11-year-old oh. film Christmas Cupid on Hulu to, so, to celebrate to celebrate Valentine's Day. That's right. Day, it's a, a Valentine's Day, Day Christmas Cupid. Uh, and in fact, we got you know. Early on, we got movies all the way from 2002 to 2020. Wow. And if Alonzo has his way, we'll go back a few more decades before then. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think. Uh, as we move There was forward. television. Yeah, what? Get out of here. No, I don't know. <laughs> it is black and white television. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Nick the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's produced by Brandon Gray and presented by Friendly TV. Our lovely set is decorated by Plum Home Decor. You can check them out at plumonmain.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast, go to bramblejampodcast.com and hear every Bramble Jam podcast ad-free at bramblejamplus.com.